welcome to the Scottish podcast by Scottish people about Scottish things. We're three lifelong friends and displaced Scotsmen who get together to talk about our homeland, the weird stuff that happens there, and to remind us why we are the way we are. Welcome to This'll Do Nicely. Hello everybody and welcome to today's Story with Rory. I am luckily joined by two of my oldest friends, Chris Irvin. Oi, oi. And Johnny Naismith. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, boys. How are we doing? Very well. Very well. Good. Good. Good to speak to you. I haven't spoken to you boys in a while. It's been, <laughs> been a really long time. It feels like it was just minutes ago that we were talking, but I know it's been at least a week. For me, every moment seems like a lifetime. <laughs> A moment away from you, I mean. Certainly, <laughs> the moment, every not moment just does in general. Like it, certainly, it certainly does drag yeah. on, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, welcome back to Thistle Do Nicely. Um, today, I think we're just going to get right into it. There's not much preamble, no business to talk about. Um, so I think we're just going to get straight into our topic, which is kilts. Um, that's right. We're going to be talking about one of the um, most famous pieces of Scotland dress, uh, our you know national dress, if you will. Um, we're not going to talk about tartan per se, because you know, as though uh, as much as kilts tend to be tartan, not all tartan are kilts, and not all kilts are tartan. So we'll just be talking about kilts. Can I just say as well that the while we were coming up with the name of this show. And which is arguably the most research that we've done for anything out of this show so far. We really, really rolled around trying to get a pun out of kilt. Uh, and I'm still disappointed that we didn't go for it. I'm still disappointed we didn't. I know, we, you know, if we ever do the true crime podcast, it's going to be innocent until proven guilty. And that's. <laughs> yes, which is excellent. And then our sexy late night podcast is going to be Kilty Pleasures. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to kind of have a moment uh, for those podcasts that will never be. In memorandum. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, it's, uh, they were both massive cattail just <laughs> going past you right now. As soon as we said Kilty, really wanna- as soon as we said Kilty Pleasures, he was like, oh, I want in on this. Immediately subscribed. I mean, he's very interested. Subscribing per view. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't. This is, a lot of this is probably going to get cut out, but my cat Dart has just taken over uh, the microphone and um, Zoom call. So yeah, Qu- quality went straight up. Yeah, um, he's probably just going to stay here for a bit. So <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to talk around him. Yeah, to our uh, to our readers. Uh, just saw a cat's anus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, anything can happen uh, on this show, so... Never work with children or animals, that's what they say. So, that being said, do either of you boys own your own kilt? Yeah. Seamless segue. From straight from the cat's arse to the kilt. <laughs> um, I do. I used to hire them a lot, I think, early on, and then when my sister got married... We bought them for the family. I thought there was going to be. I no, thought you were going to like elaborate on something there, Johnny, and it just ended. <laughs> that was it. We just bought them. 
Yeah, no, there was a tra- there was a fa- there was a financial transaction between us, the buyer, <laughs> and the teller, and kilt uh, was procured. Everybody, the kilt fit, and everybody was relatively happy with how it went. And um, and I don't and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Why? Just leave me alone. <laughs> there was a time when I did not have a kilt, and then there was a time when I did have a kilt. Look, this podcast is no nonsense, factual only, it's and those no are the facts. Podcast. Good point. Good point. Irvine. Yes, I do own my own kilt. I have owned <laughs> two kilts in my time, and I think it came up during our clans episode. I had an Irvin tartan. That was when I was younger. And um, the massive difference between being in the Boy Scouts in the US and Scotland is when you're in the Scouts, you have to wear a kilt when you turn up. Certainly did for my... I didn't know you were in the Scouts. Yeah, it was very briefly. I was, I was in the Cubs mainly, right. and then... I was Cub of the Year in the Cubs. Whoa. Wow. Like, what? in the world? No, in my, like, troop. Uh, <laughs> what, what sort of thing? Enormous trophy, to... though. It was like getting the Champions League trophy. Um, <laughs> Is that because you look most like a bear? <laughs> <laughs> I think, if anything, I look more like a sort of agitated beaver. um no but then i did the scouts for about a year and i didn't like it because it clashed with european uh football when back when newcastle were good and played european football yeah and you know the first year that we did the scouts all we did was play football and then they tried to like start teaching us um making ropes and like tents and and all that shite and it's like this is this isn't for me i just want to I just want to play football. I just want to watch football. And um, and I thought, you know, I'm going to stick with Newcastle. I think these guys are really onto something. <laughs> I think this is a this is a. He chose team. Newcastle over um, Scouts. But uh, I digress. Anyway, so I had. What a fall had, from grace, you know, from Cub of the Year to that. I from, mean. Cub the, from Cub of the Year to <laughs> shite. Um, but I had my own kilt, which was the Urban Tartan then. And then obviously as I grew and got bigger... Uh, got a second kilt. I think it was either for my 18th or 21st. I can't remember which one, but yep, that's a relatively common birthday present in Scotland when you get your kilt for your 18th or 21st birthday. Um, and that is the one I still have. And the last time I wore it was probably shortly after. I can't remember the exact timeline, but I, th- I think we all went on a. I I got married obviously here, and then I think we all went to a burn supper. After that, a couple months after, I don't quite. Uh, Possibly. Point is, haven't worn it in a while. Definitely doesn't fit me anymore, and I'm absolutely (laughs) terrified to try it on again because there's only so much material that's going to wrap around my big fat horse. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the thing. That's part of the one of the joys of the kilt is it extends. So only so much, Rory. It's not infinite. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll get into the details of it, but it's basically a piece of cloth uh, fabric that wraps around you, and it has buckles, and those buckles similar to a belt like you can extend it so it keeps on extending so unlike trousers like if you lose a bit of weight you can tighten them uh if you gain a bit of weight you can extend it as well but i have had my kilt since i was 18 and it was always fine uh and i when i got it it was on the very first buckle and then i remember going to a wedding here a few years ago and i i was just like i was on the last hole of the buckle and i was 
couldn't finish the meal and i was like this is this is really bad and i had to give it to to jane who who works she's she works in fashion she took it into her work to get it extended and it was just like oh this is where i am in my life now like like a, a, a thing that is just wrapped around my belly like is still too tight like i cannot breathe and it was depressing to say the least yeah yeah so like the the kill to to give a very 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 high level overview i mean it's basically something that we wear at special occasions now um that there are people that wear it kind of casually that wear it pretty much every day depending on like where you live and how into it you are but i mean for the three of us especially it's more of like our black tie it's our formal wear like if i'm going to a wedding I'll nine times out of ten wear my kilt, especially if it's a black tie event. I'll wear my formal kilt. Um, that's just kind of uh, you know how we treat it now. Um, back in the day, it was like we would wear it to school dances. We would wear it to you know, like I said, at certain events. I I wore it. <laughs> uh, I wore it when I was very very young. I wore my kilt in an addition for blind date the child's <laughs> version of blind date uh and can you explain what my, blind date is to our american listeners i don't know if that exists over here yeah i think it, there there is an equivalent of it and i just don't know what it's called but it's basically like you've got one suitor male or female and three potential people that he or she would go out on a date with and she'll ask them questions and depending on his answers they'll go out on a date and it's a TV show it's a game show type thing uh, but they did a what Christmas when you auditioned for Blind special Day? I was like maybe 10 <laughs> probably around 8 I, I've I also very, I've never seen this young. footage Johnny so I think you and me need to kind of work together to try and find out this footage because I've always been told about yeah. it but I've never never seen it I, I don't know if the footage exists. I do know I have a letter of a rejection from them, so Ooh. that's my proof that, that it happens. But that then therefore means that you've written to the child's <laughs> version of Blind Date to get on the show. That's fair. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe I just wrote to them. <laughs> dear dear, dear, Black, dear Scylla, can I please? Here's a Hi, photo of me in a kilt. Can I call you Scylla? I am Rory. I have been unlucky in love. I am 10. <laughs> Uh, it's horrifyingly true. It's been a rough decade. <laughs> Those are the types of scenarios where we would have worn our kilts. Everybody would have probably worn their kilt. I'm already enjoying the fact that we recorded this episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's already great. Promising already, yeah. Dear Sarah, right, did so you find love? Let's go back to... Did you find love? Or <laughs> how old were you when you found love? Because I feel that the one is never going to come along for me. All the best, Rory. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, just because I continued the one-sided pen pal relationship with Scylla doesn't mean <laughs> that she wasn't... It's been 15 years since you last responded. <laughs> I still have my kilt. One day she'll reply. <laughs> yes, I sent her yearly photos of me and my kilt. It's on the last wrong now. She'll... <laughs> Maybe it's our last chance. My girlfriend of 10 years has taken it out, but she says I can still go on the show if this is possible. <laughs> Here is a picture of my cat's ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this is a horrifyingly accurate 
window into my life. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. Look. I think, I think this could be a pills. segment. We could do readings of your letters to Scylla over the years. <laughs> Laura, Laura, blinded data. Um, uh, thanks, Adam Buxton. Um, okay. Look. History of the Kilt. So originally it was the Great Kilt, also known as Aphila Moor um, in, in Gaelic, if you will. That's how you would have said it. Um, I don't know how to spell it because I'm not good at spelling. Um, it basically <laughs> roughly translates into the... It was a belted plaid. Um, the It was worn from at least the late 16th century onwards, but probably before that, they just don't know for certain. Um, but it was basically just this massive uh, length of, of plaid or tartan fabric. Um, it came from, like, plaid comes from the Gallic word of plagiar, um, meaning blanket. So that's kind of how big we're talking. It was roughly 18 feet by 2 feet length of fabric. Um, and essentially, they would just kind of wrap it around themselves, like around their waist, over their shoulders, and then secure it with a belt. Like, can um, I can I interject for a second? One of our, um, of course. J- just to take us back to an old episode that we did, um, uh, you mentioned the, the the date was the 1600s. There, now to the Americans yeah. that are listening and maybe didn't listen to our William Wallace episode, I think it's important to say that kilts were not a thing during William Wallace's time. William Wallace was in the, the 1300s. This is 300 years later. Yes? Yes. So y- that was literally going to be my next point. That okay. was what I was going to say. You're completely, completely right. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, William Wallace was like, he was born like 1270. There is that sexy scene where his lady friend dresses him in the kilt and wraps him up in it, in the great kilt that I'm talking about. It was the 16th century is like the first recording of this kill ever been. So that's a, like yet another terrible uh, historical inaccuracy with Braveheart. But it is if if you take the timing out of it, it is a good example of what the Great Kilt was, in the sense of this thing that was. <laughs> the Great Kilt makes it sound like there was just one kilt that was sort of passed around. <laughs> who's got, who's yeah. got the Great Kilt this weekend? Oh, I've got it. <laughs> That's an alright kilt, but I want the great kilt. <laughs> I was going to take you out to town to meet the girls. No, you can't have the great kilt. You're at home in your underpants. I'm going on, I'm going on blind date this week. Can I get the great kilt? <laughs> no, you can't get the great kilt, you bastard. <laughs> The uh, so, so there's this like it, it is it's this big thing like I said you wrap it around yourself you wrap it over your shoulders you fasten it with a belt there is this like kind of silly claim by historians that the way that they would put it on is by laying the cloth out on the floor and then lying on top of the cloth and then gathering it around yourself. And wrapping it around yourself, then standing up and then securing it with a belt. <laughs> like a very cozy sausage roll. Yeah, and I'm just like, I, I've read this a few times and I'm like, this is this is 100% wrong. This is, nobody would do that. No, like, they didn't even have nonsense. houses that big. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it just it annoyed the tits off of me. So I think, yeah, it was more likely just something they picked up, wrapped around themselves, and then fastened it. There was suggestions that 
it was something that they would wear like all the time. Like literally they would work in it. They would ruck around in it. They would sleep in it because it was like this blanket. It was kind of like the, uh, the old timey, what are they called? Like, um, slankets? The, the <laughs> blanket hoodie things. You know, you know what I'm talking about? What are they called again? Is it slankets? Snooties. The, the ones that you kind of or wear. Slank- They're slankets. almost like a giant yeah, fleecy snooties. Snooties and slankets, yeah. I think, are the two. I think it was almost like an old-timey version of that. I did read one weird uh, description along the lines of, like, it, it basically, like, it, they would wear it in all temperatures. A lot of the times, they would not even wear shoes with it. Um, and it was just, like, you know, hardy Highlanders in Scotland back in the day. And, and they said something along the lines of, like, it kept them warmer during freezing temperature. But what they would do is dip the kilts in water. And then the layer of ice that would form would create additional insulation from the wind and the weather <laughs> to keep them warm. And I was just like, I, this, again, makes no sense to me. And I just... I, like I don't want to disparage the the historians that have looked into kilts, but I just don't think they're doing an incredibly good job. Like, they might need to do a wee bit more work. One of the things that I did like was that they said that like great kilts because of like the elaborateness of it and the, the amount of fabric that they weren't very practical for fighting. So like one of the good things is they had like multiple little places that they could hide weapons into and all their trinkets. They didn't wear sporns back then because they had folds of the fabric that they could keep all their money and their purses and all that kind of stuff, whatever they needed, um, their lip gloss. Um, but during fighting, they weren't practical. So they would just take off the kilt entirely and would just be wearing a shirt. <laughs> Do they have to take off the same naked. way they put on? Just lie down and roll back <laughs> out? Lie <of> down. <laughs> Hold around. on, before we fight, guys, just give me a minute. But I do, I I wouldn't put it past old-timey Highlanders to, like, just be like, I fuck, I'm just going to take the kilt off and then I'll smash you with <laughs> my, my axe. And that, that all kind of checks out just to me. Like stay running. there, stay there, stay there. <laughs> just on. running at them with with their chopper in their hand and then their other chopper between their legs. All right. <laughs> You're never going to get on blind date with that sort of innuendo. Here's Family show. Dear Silla, can I show you um, my chopper? <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that to poor Scylla. She would she'd be shocked and appalled. This is this is amazing because like the the uh, you know American and Australian readers that we have would have no idea who Scylla Black is. You should look her up. She's an, an amazing woman. She's a national treasure. She is a national treasure. Um, so the Great Kilt then eventually developed or changed into the Wee Kilt, the the Little Kilt or the the Fila Bag, um, as it would be referred to. Which is the one that we're more familiar with. It doesn't have the older over the shoulder wrap. It's just around the waist. It's around seven meters by like half a meter wide. The general consensus is that it's around 300 years old. So only a wee bit younger than uh, the great kilt itself. The great one must have like weighed a ton. I mean, even the normal yeah. size ones, they're pretty heavy old things. Like the idea that you've got more material wrapped over your shoulder and whatever, it's like, it must have been a nightmare. Yeah, and I do think part of that is like it is a case of like when they're talking about like wearing it, um, fighting in it, or, or potentially not fighting in it and sleeping in it is be- like it was 
you would just kind of wrap yourself up in this thing, like unfold it and mm. then turn it into your sleeping bag almost, like when you were out maybe on the fields or, or whatever else. So it needed to kind of be heavy. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't have like weights or anything, but it's probably a chunky, chunky mother. <laughs> so one of the great controversies about the little kilt is that it was supposedly invented by an Englishman. Ooh. So... Yeah. So Thomas Rawlinson, uh, he was the manager of an ironworks in Argyle. Um, so he was living and working in, in Scotland at the time. Um, it was around 1730s. It was when people were wearing kilts regularly. They would wear them kind of again all the time. They would wear them to work and he was working in an ironworks. And so people were wearing kilts into the factory. Um, and he felt that it was too cumbersome to do the type of work that needed to be done wearing the great kilt. Um, and so he asked a tailor to essentially just cut the great kilt in half, simplify it to just the pleated wrap that we know and wear today. <laughs> Is this why we went on to invent everything else? We're so annoyed that an Englishman invented the kilt that we were like, okay, right, what, hold my exactly. beer. <laughs> Like, is this is this bollocks? Is it English propaganda? Like, uh, I mean, it's I don't not know. quite invented, is it? It's like modified. I wouldn't say invented. Yeah, could you say somebody invented shorts after somebody else invented trousers? Yeah, yeah. I was going to take it to the next level. Just like a sh. No, it's like you know, somebody invents getting out into space, but then someone also invents getting to the moon, and shorts are the Trousers of the shorts of the trousers makes perfect sense. It does. I, I get that you're the flawless analogy. Um, all I'm saying is, I'm just I, I don't look. I know shorts, it's going to shorts be shorts of the moon. Shorts of the moon oh, to no, the trousers of on. outer space. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Look, yeah, 100%. Look, agreed. Wear the, the short kilt if you're going to the moon. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. 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 Okay, good. <laughs> think so. But if you're going to space, wear the great kilt. I mean, yeah, it's been a long week. It's cold in know. space. Yeah. yeah. What's, this episode, <laughs> what's this episode on again? <laughs> blind date, I, I think. Blind date. <laughs> Um, so I, it, look, and I don't want to say it's just my, it probably is just my xenophobia coming out, but like, I just don't think it would be, I, I find it hard to accept the fact that an Englishman might have invented the kilt that we wear today. And I just don't think it would be unheard of or impossible to consider that, that like somewhere else in the country, somebody else decided to wear a shorter simplified version of the great coat that everybody else is wearing. So I think kind of to your point, Johnny, somebody else was like, oh, this is a bit heavy. I'm just going to get rid of the shoulder part of it. Like, maybe it's just wishful thinking. I don't know. He's just claimed it, hasn't he? I think That's he it. has claimed it. I think it's propaganda. I think it's English propaganda, as always. I think the English um, always have better uh, PR, don't they? So... Yeah, they've they've put it out there, and uh, you know they've really they've really got you on the back foot and got you flustered, and that's what they're aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have. 
So that I mean, but but that's basically it. Like the, all it is, like the kilt is pretty simple. It's a pleated um, piece of fabric that you wear around your waist. It is traditionally worn by men, which is like partly what makes it different than a uh, a skirt. It's you know from Scotland. There's not much more to it than that. So what I want to kind of go through now is like how we wear the kilt and what is kind of involved with the kilt today what we we would think is like um the traditional or, or maybe more formal wear of the kilt so i guess we we can kind of we can kind of take it in turns and just naming the different parts of it like there is the kilt itself which is the tartan wrap uh that goes around you the pleated tends to be tartan you tend to wear the tartan of your family there's other tartans that other people can wear um but you don't necessarily need to you can wear kind of these days you can kind of wear pretty much what you want there's also like um different companies and sports teams and all that type of stuff have their own tartan and we'll do the tartan back in the day but that's what you wear that's the fabric that you wear around your waist johnny what else would you wear with it well there's certainly a sporran to be mentioned which i think we've talked about before which is the kind of pouch that hangs on your from a chain around your waist to keep in your you know Bits and pieces, wallet, yeah. lip gloss, whatever your, else you want. Your old-timey bun bag or, or fanny pack, depending on where you're from. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, that, that, so so the sporran used to be, um, it was just like a little purse that would hang, a pouch that would hang from your belt, collect your money. As the kind of years went by, more well-off people got a little bit fancier with their sporrans. Uh, they got hairier. They would be out of like animal skins. These days, you can still see like taxidermied animal heads. You can see like literally a sporran made out of like a badger's head or, or like... I believe that's the influence of the French who tend to be hairier, right? Uh, yes, you you might be right. Like in, in an effort to keep up with their hairiness. It's very continental. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what else would we wear with uh, our kilts? I feel like this is a trick question, but I'm going to say ski and do. Oh, ski and do. You've jumped right to the one of the most... The, one of the things that I get asked about, I don't know about you boys, but I get asked about the most um, is everybody's like, oh, have you got the ski and do? And they never know the name of it, but it's a little knife that goes in your sock. Mm-hmm. It always made me laugh when you. Do you remember you used to ha- if you like rented them or hired a kilt in school? They quite often give you the kind of rubbish version that was just like at the top, the handle of a knife with kind of a bit of plastic stick- sticking out from it. Yeah. You just stick down your sock because uh, you weren't really allowed to have a real knife. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. These days, if you're going out and about, then that's what you need because you literally like. I remember trying to get into like a, a club after a night out and having my skin do taken off me. Because yeah. they were like, no, you can't do that in me. Yeah, I, I have it. I have a ski and do somewhere, but I don't know if it's here or if it's at my parents' house. I think it's um, it may have been abandoned at some point um, yeah. in, in Scotland, just because it's difficult to, as you say, take around. Mm. Yeah, but it's a, it's I, it a was. Key, um, it's a key point of the formal dress, though. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It was. Um, I didn't. I, I read a wee bit about it, and I didn't realize it. It translates to black knife. Um, and they don't a hundred percent know why. There's there's two potential reasons behind that. It was either because traditionally the handle was made out of black bog wood, so wood that would literally have like sat in a bog for a long time and like been dyed black essentially, and then they would make the handle out of the knife from it. Or it was because of the black deeds that you would, you know, do with the knife. It was like 
associated with evil and badness and blah 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 so it was the black knife itself you know only recently has it been stored or kept in the sock it was more likely kept in uh you know up in the like chest area or in the armpit back in the day um you know when kilts were first around it's not necessarily something it's more traditional now to keep it in the sock I'm not going to go th- not have you guys go through everything else, but you also have the belt that you wear with it, the socks, which are a big thing. The the holes, I thought the belt the, was um, I thought the belt was a faux pas to wear a lot of the time of the kilt. Uh, it can be. It kind of depends on your situation. The, the silver buckle is more like wearing a belt with silver buckle is more of like a display of um, what's the word I'm looking for, like um, wealth. So that's why a lot of people would do that. I see. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe I was told it was a faux pas because I wasn't wealthy enough to wear a silver buckle. <laughs> Probably. Mine was made um, out of a Tonics tea cake wrapper. <laughs> I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, Rory, by the way, Tonics tea cake is a... Uh, you missed this episode. It was a type of confectionery uh, I, I, I that... I listened to it. It was a great episode. No, Johnny can explain it better. Though. John, John, Johnny can really explain it, so... Uh, oh, I, he did. He did. He <laughs> explained it on the episode that I listened to. It's like sh- it's like shortbread, but extravagant. <laughs> it's like a belt, but edible. I, I, you should listen to. There's an episode of Thistle Do Nicely podcast about Tonics Tea Cakes. You should listen to it because they're it's like not the, like belts. It's like the moon landing of biscuits. <laughs> this is you guys suck. <laughs> Tonic's tea cakes okay, are so. too short as shortbread <laughs> is to trousers. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> All right. So in addition to the kilt, the spar, and the ski and do the belt, you've also got your socks, also known as hose. Um, they're mainly thick and itchy. That's, that's the only real thing to say about them. They're long, close to knee high. You have your garters or your flashes that go in your socks. They were basically like pieces of fabric tied... Uh, kind of similar to a necktie that would go around your your calves to keep your socks up. Nowadays, they tend to be elastic, but they still have the bit of fabric on them. Tends to be matching tartan to your kilt. The brogues, um, which is Gaelic for shoes, they're basically just fancy shoes with hole punches and big fancy laces on them. <laughs> Enormous laces that you have to wrap around your legs about five Enormous times. Enormous laces, yeah. They go all the way up your leg, yeah. Uh, and cut off the circulation as well. And then you tend to have some sort of clan badge or brooch or pin on your kilt as well. I don't think I've missed anything. Like, obviously, you've got shirt and tie and all those those little things, but I that's, think that's you've it. encapsulated the fact that for anyone that's never worn a kilt, it's an absolute bastard to get on. And <laughs> certainly yeah. it's the great equalizer for when you're on going, not to be a stereotype here, but when you go out with your uh, partner, usually they take longer to get ready because all you're putting on is a shirt and jeans and stuff. But you really have to get start getting ready about 20 minutes before or yeah. if yeah. you're wearing a kilt because, oh my God, it's so fiddly. And there's always something that goes wrong when you're getting that on as well. Mm. It, yeah, you not only do you need to like prep ahead of it, you need to get it in the right order because it's like I always find that like I'll put something on and I realize like oh uh, I like if I put I put my shirt on then the kilt because if I don't do that I just mess everything else up. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever nailed the order correctly, and I'm still struggling. But you get to that kind of weird stage when you're just walking around in a shirt and your underpants, and you've got, <laughs> but you've got your your shoes and socks on with the like yes. big laces, yeah. and yeah. you're like, this is actually really comfortable. Maybe I don't even need to kill. <laughs> yeah, I that, that like I completely agree. It's a pain in the arse when you're going formal like to get all the bits and pieces done but um but you look great when you You wear it i've never seen anyone feel great never really seen anyone look bad in a kilt to be honest Hmm. Um, it's possible i remember i remember our one of like our high school dances and i was i didn't have my proper kilt the one i still have now uh and i was wearing a kilt that was just a bit too long for me Mm. And so when it goes just below the knee, it yeah, that's just the killer. If it's weird. if it's off that perfect bit around, because I think you're meant to kneel down, right, and it hits the floor. Yes, that's yeah. the perfect length. But if it's like too short of that or too long of that, it's a real bad. Story. I think ultimately the key is you need to get yourself a nice jacket and waistcoat to go with it to complement it. Oh yeah, and then you can look like a handsome bastard. <laughs> Yeah, when it gets to the end of the night and you're wearing your kilt, your waistcoat, and the tie undone, the the bow tie undone. Oh, yeah. That's when Scottish men really come into their own. There, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the proclaimers and hit, peak, and then that's just peak Scottishness. A Scottish <laughs> wedding, slightly undone, and the proclaimers comes on. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Arrogantly walking through the middle of the dance floor wearing your kilt. Yeah, sashaying. You're, you're not walking, you're sashaying, yeah. just getting your kilt yeah. going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, and and that that's that's the the kilt that we wear today. It, it it is expensive. Like the whole thing is, I think, around like seven hundred pounds. So that's what, like, uh, about twelve hundred dollars, give uh, or take, around um, that. It's pretty. It's maybe not at the moment. Probably not that much, but yeah. I mean, it, but that's why a lot of people get it for their 18th or their 21st. It's like a yes. red passage. You know, I think um, the other one is maybe you get a watch or something like that. But yeah, it's and, and it's a big deal. And you do you do use it a fair amount, I think. Um, and for, for the way that like what I like about it now is because it's got so many parts to it is it's like. You know, there's that like fable of the the sword that is handed down from generation to generation. It's like, well, the the pommel got replaced, and then the hilt got replaced, and then the blade got replaced, and it's like, no part of the sword is still the same part. Whereas my kilt's kind of similar. It's like, <laughs> I've replaced the jacket, the ski and do, the belt, the tie, and there's only like right now the only thing that is still there from when I was 18 is the physical kilt itself, and that's been extended. So I'm getting to the point where I'm going to need to replace that but it's always going to be my kilt hmm. like even when i replace literally every piece of it would you get is, a different tartan or are you happy with uh i have black watch so i like it black i do watch like it a cool. lot it's very nice yeah no black watch is the army tartan is that right yeah military tartan yeah. but i would i would look i like uh ancient angus as well yeah that's one of my family tartans i like that yeah, I mean, as I say, I'm I'm petrified to try it on. I think I would need to like go on an intensive exercise regime for about three weeks before I can even think about it. But I did like um, again. We've talked about it a couple of times. But at my wedding, we were uh, Rory. We, I'm I'm sorry to bring this up, Johnny. I know this is uh, hard for you, but Rory was uh, one of my two best men, 
and, um, <laughs> and we said we would never talk about this. And, but we got, I thought, quite a cool waistcoat and jacket combo yeah. out of it, and that kind of modernized it a bit. And because I was never a big fan of the um, the black uh, waistcoat and jacket that like it really hitched up, basically kind of under your man boobs almost. Hmm. Uh, so I always felt like it was really exposing my love handles. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas yeah, but in a sexy way. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. You know, it got a lot of grip, but um, <laughs> like the waistcoat and the slightly less formal waistcoat and jacket look for me is the one that kind of I think looks really classy, and um, you can make it work. Uh, and I also prefer yeah with a tie compared to a bow tie. I think it looks stupid with the bow tie. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the tie with the coat. I think bow tie is like slightly. Overly formal. It feels to me like that. You know, your first kilt you get, you probably wear that to school dance or something. Whereas I think as you find your way to like make it slightly more yours, something about a tie that feels slightly classy, yeah. I reckon. Plus, also when eventually you're kind of comfortable in it, you're able to kind of either strut or strike a pose in a kilt with your both your thumbs kind of into a sporran. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you look, you look great. You know, <laughs> you really do. I. I would agree with a tie. Like, I think in general, you look much, much better wearing the normal tie as opposed to a bow tie. But I'll wear the bow tie for the entirety of the night just to get the moment where I can have the two. <laughs> yeah. But that's, a presumably, uh, that's presumably a real bow tie compared to, uh, like, a clip-on. Clip-on, yes. And I've, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. been able to figure out how to wear a real bow tie. So. Yeah, I put a, an incredible amount of time and effort just to get to that moment at the end of the night where I can have the two things. Like, if I could get away with wearing a normal tie for the entire evening and then just turn up, it's like, weren't you wearing a normal tie? It's like, no, no, I was wearing a bow tie the entire time. That's the first thing you put on is that then, socks. <laughs> yes. I put the bow tie on before the shirt. That's yeah. the trick. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, you know. It's very talented. Um, <laughs> Dear Silla, yeah, I, mean, I have a trick where I can put a bow tie on before a shirt. Is this enough to get onto blind day? This is Rory, by the way. <laughs> Please, Please, Silla. <laughs> Come on. Uh, years of training. So, yeah, beyond... So, that's a, that's a normal kind of formal kilt. Uh, these days, kilts are way more... Kind of to your point, Chris. Like, people are wearing it more casually, more more uh, commonly. Like, it gets worn to sports events a lot. Um, you know, if you're going to go watch the rugby or the football or whatever else, you might go and... Especially when it's Scotland playing... Um, you wear your kilt and you wear it with like your uh, team shirt. Um, modern fashion utility kilts are becoming a thing. So they're not necessarily tartan. They'll be like block colors. They'll maybe be like camel or leather. They'll have pockets in them and all that type of stuff. Uh, what are you guys thoughts on the modern kilt? Like the, the utility kilts? I, I mean, I'm a bit more traditionalist, but I, I mean, didn't some wasn't it, um, Alexander McQueen made them quite famous because he started yeah. to either wear them or use them in his shows and stuff. And I mean, I think there's some cool stuff that'd be done with them, but like, I'm much more a fan of the like. I like the ceremony of like it being at an event, like a wedding and things like that. So I quite like the traditional, yeah, ones. Yeah, I'm with Johnny on that one. I mean, um, I honestly don't really think it's a kilt unless it's tartan. I think it's just kind of co-opting it or you know stealing it a little bit that mm. and i don't get the import the po- it's just a f- weird fashion statement otherwise like i just think it's, 
I, there's one you asked us to do a little bit of research on it, and I confess I didn't, but I remember that because <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. But this came up actually a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> uh, and I remember being like, "What's the point in this?" And uh, Gucci is selling an orange tartan dress with a satin bow detail uh, in a bid to quote fight the toxic stereotypes that mold masculine gender identity. And it's priced at seventeen hundred pounds. And it's I'm just it's, sorry, I'm confused by that. It's a kilt. It's a kilt. It's a. It's like it's. It's just like a, a pinafore, but it's tartan and it's for men. It's seventeen hundred pounds. It's like, you know, it's just a kilt. Come on, <laughs> just wear wear a kilt just or wear, wear a dress. Kilt. Wear whatever you want. I mean, like, I know this. Was, that's deal. probably a little bit of a kind of like, oh, Chris, you don't get gender fluidity or whatever and like it well i don't think so i think it's just gucci trying to i think that sounds like gucci trying to capitalize on like you know they're trying to be commercially woke that's what it sounds like to me i think you're kind of more like kind of wear it if you want to wear a kilt wear a kilt if you want to wear a dress wear a dress like if it happens to be tartan so what <laughs> and it's sold like, as i don't a know that's that's tartan how- cotton long smock skirt i mean that sounds looks, so complicated. It, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Um, and I, I'm going to say, you know, anybody wear a kilt wherever you want. It's very liberating. It feels fantastic. Uh, male or female or trans or whatever, yeah. whatever you want, wear one. But like Gucci, fuck off. All right. <laughs> it's not yours. It's Scotland. And it's not worth £1,700 as well for what looks basically like a school uniform. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, they're, that's why I mean, like, they're trying to do this, like, corporate bullshit. Just, yeah, wear what you want. I, the, the only thing that bothers me is when you wear a kilt without a sporn. It looks wrong. It does. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. It, it looks naked. Always. Yeah, it just doesn't look. It, I can't. I can't explain what the equivalent is. Do you know what it is, Rory? It's because it's uh, um, <laughs> wearing a kilt without a sparring uh, for the three of us is a primary school uh, teacher, uh, like a, <laughs> an, an older teacher who always would just wear very old fashioned clothes and would always wear a tartan skirt. So I think that we just immediately go back to like, (laughs) Oh God, you're you're a disciplinarian. I don't want to cross you. This isn't right. This isn't right. You might might be right. That might be what it is. There's a few teachers I remember from school that kind of had that fashion sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that, that always, I, that, that's the only thing. And beyond that, I'm like, some of the, the fashion utility ones annoy me, but so does fashion in general. So I'm just like, all right, fine, whatever. It's there's, no big deal. But there's a few other things that you can wear a kilt with that's fine. Like you can wear a kilt with a rugby top and you can look fine. And yeah, you can wear yeah. a kilt with like, um, Caterpillar or Timberland boots and you look fine. But you can't wear it with like just a t shirt. Unless you're the Scots porridge oats man, you know you can't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who's three hundred pounds uh-huh. and wear that? You know. <laughs> yeah, if you're ripped, you can wear just your kilt, shirtless, holding a kitten, and then you'll probably do fine. Yeah, you'd sell diet uh, diet coke. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess the only other thing that we we I mean, we basically can't talk about kilts without talking about whether. 
you guys are true Scotsmen or not and what that means. So when you were a kilt, are you true Scotsman? It used to be. I'm not anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've done both. I'll be, I'll be honest. And I think more recently I'm likely to not be, but it's probably going to be a massive so, disappointment to our readers around the world. So uh, the statistics that I could find suggest that only 38% of all Scotsmen are actually true Scotsmen. And when I say true Scotsman, that means that you are not wearing underwear under your kilt. And this kind of makes sense to me. I think there's an etiquette to it. You know, kilts are expensive. Not everybody owns their own one. A lot of people hire their kilts. If you're hiring your kilt, <laughs> you should be wearing underwear. Mm. That is just yeah. manners. Filthy. Otherwise, it's like yes. going to a hotel inn and taking one of those dark lights and seeing what's on there (laughs) exactly so so if you ever hire your own kilt or hire a kilt from a company wear underwear you also like in the the likes of like dance competitions or sporting events like the highland games you're required to wear underwear as well which makes complete sense but they say that the um the origins of the true scotsman kind of concept uh is the same as and i hadn't put two and two together until i did research for this but it's the same as going commando like, it is from the military that um, it originated, you know, with the Scottish military uniform in the 18th century, um, that the the expression like go regimental or military practice would be Scots military not wearing underwear um, or not wearing undergarments when they went into battle. And it's what has now become going commando. Uh, and it's kind of like, tradition it's what like i'll do it sometimes it depends on the situation and i think that's the same with like everybody like if you're going to a wedding and you don't know anybody and there's probably going to be a lot of grannies there (laughs) we've also all been to that wedding right where you're sat on the other side of the dance floor from someone who's kind of forgotten they're wearing a kilt that day and you get a little like (laughs) something staring back at you it's like (laughs) exactly and so if you're going to do it you you have to like not drink too much you have to be incredibly careful because you don't want to be flashing your bumhole at some stranger like it's you know it's all about (laughs) (laughs) but there's so there's one i I stumbled upon this one weird you know those websites that are like uh you know weird laws from around the world and I, i i found it backed up a couple of places but i couldn't find the true law in any like legal website that says that you can be fined two cans of beer for wearing underwear with a kilt in scotland checks out i'm gonna say it's probably nonsense i think it's probably one from one of my haggis websites yeah, this has but, got a um, ring of the haggis about it in terms yeah. of research right now is that in all of scotland or is it just in one sort of municipality or something like that uh it was apparently all of scotland huh. isn't there a mad law in is it the Isle of Man that there's an ancient law where if you show up on a beach in the Isle of Man, they're allowed to kill you wearing, if you're wearing a kilt? Because it was some ancient thing about fighting with the Scots. Have I made that up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know that one, but that might be very true. That's an episode for another time, Johnny. Yeah, I'll yeah, dig into that some other time. Into, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, and so I guess the last thing I'll leave you guys with is that um, Scottish men are more likely than any other men in the world to search for kilt porn. Um, according to sources from Pornhub, Scottish men are 900% more likely to search for kilt-related porn with a 
three top most searched phrases being Scottish kilt, men in kilt, and mini kilt skirt. Wow. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, come on, fine. I, but obviously no other country is going to search for that, but... We all like to see ourselves represented on the big screen, you know, so it's... <laughs> yeah. How does that compare to the Canadians looking for maple syrup porn or something like that? I, I mean, just think, I think it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase self-loving. So I like how it was also nice. the number two term was uh, men in kilts, and number three was little kilts, and it was like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, it's just, it's a funny old... Uh, what a sight, what a sight, well done just, Pornhub, well done you. I mean, their their metadata is phenomenal. I'm I'm very impressed by it. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. That's kilts. You know, there's more more information out there, but I think that's a good overview in general to get you guys started. I would say I think the the, the one of the things I want to say is like I don't have a problem with other people wearing kilts. Like if you're not Scottish and you want to wear a kilt, go for it. I don't see it as any form of uh, I, cultural. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I get more annoyed by the people wearing uh, tartan trues instead the in-betweeners <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree would you like you to there. explain quickly what they are or you go for it well oh god let me google it hang on quickly it, they're tartan trousers that's all they are <laughs> yes, no i know but there's a there's a proper reason for them if you just bear with me yeah so tartan trues i believe oh, sorry <laughs> it's probably worth just cutting this bit out this is the most research you've ever done Fuck it, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Too long. I'm sure it would have been amazing. That was great. No, um, my point. My point was that people that think that they have some sort of Scottish heritage, but they don't want to wear a kilt, or they feel like they don't feel like they should wear oh, a kilt. Yeah, decide to go for the, the trues. It's just like just go for the kilt. Or just don't do it. Like the trues are a terrible in between. Yes, yes. Consensus. Yeah. And I believe it's got something to do with uh, the Highland clearances, but that's there's far, there's, yeah, there's but, far too much on the Wikipedia right here right now for me to. <laughs> but you know, we're not allowed to talk about the Highland clearances in this podcast. No, we're no, that's on our Patreon. It's on our Patreon, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh what is it like two thousand dollars or patreon and uh then you'll get the highland clearances episode yeah but our temp barter yes yeah. yes uh at minimum 12 hours yeah. over 10 episodes yeah johnny any lasting thoughts on kilts being a true scotsman yeah i love them i think they're great I, I mean to me one, I think the idea that they're often, you know, handed down, they're in families, you pick a tartan that's close to home or close to your family, I think it's cool. And I think we talked about it before, like, you know, there's loads of stuff in Scottish tradition that has that ceremony, like whiskey is often, you know, at the end of a meal, it's something important. Burns Night is sort of the celebration of culture and poetry, and we make a big thing of it. And, and I put kilts in that category where, you know, for me, they're often really celebratory occasions you wear it at you know it's weddings it's graduations it's whatever else and and so i'm i'm a huge fan and i think you know i do have mine here in new york and i don't think i've ever worn it here saying this but it's one of those things you're proud to have and and i hope i have a chance to really you've never worn yours like not here i don't think i actually shamelessly even at chris's wedding i think i wore a suit you did you did it was remarked yeah. upon yes yeah. unbelievable yeah. nearly done yeah. again no you got in you were just shamed <laughs> Yeah, Chris, any last kilt thoughts? I don't know if we got this across. It's just a very nice rite of passage to get one as a 
Scottish teenager, you know, it's kind of, I, I don't know if this is a bit much to say, but it's maybe kind of like you're, you know, becoming a man almost a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think, mm. I think you're all right with that. Um, and I'm very, I'm like Johnny, I'm very proud of the fact that I've got one and got the full dress and I take a lot of pride when I go to weddings that aren't necessarily a Scottish wedding. And yeah, it's a topic of conversation and all that. I also think of all those traditional, you know, you look at here, you see a lot of tuxes at things and I'm like, a tux is fine. But I like that I kilt there's some also level of like, your own expression of that. It's like, we've all got tartans, we've all got different ways of wearing it, you know, and there's something that's slightly more unique. And I think as a national dress, it's really a really good one of all the ones we could have had. Yeah, it's a very distinctive one. And immediately when you see it, you go, oh, it's a Scottish guy. And I think Mm. that's kind of cool. And I just really like upstaging the bride. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I agree. Uh, no, I think it's the same thing. You put it on and it just fills me with pride and like, I can't help feeling like I'm not a, I'm not a snazzy dresser. I'm not a, a peacocky kind of person, but the moment I put on my kilt, I do feel like, oh yeah, I'm, uh, this, this feels really good. I think I, I think I look good in this. Um, so it fills me with confidence. So I do, do thoroughly enjoy wearing it when I get the chance to do it. And that's what I like about it being a special occasion type of thing as well. So, Look, it's a guilty pleasure, if anything. Yeah, there is. This will do, lads. This will do nicely. everybody just a couple more things please don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast on itunes and spotify and all other podcasting apps you can email us at thisldonicelypod at gmail.com visit the website thisldonicelypod.com visit us on twitter at thisldopod all original music in this podcast is written and performed by our very own johnny naismith please like and subscribe to his youtube channel and follow him on instagram at j-a-w underscore k-n-e-e underscore loves hugs and kisses from the thistledonicelypod